0: Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, Vendetti Optics, and you, our listeners. And I set out and I realized I was looking for Muir's and Thoreau's and Pinchos and, and Emerson's and someone, anyone. And what I found was the Kardashians and Jeeps. <laughs> up all of you wayward souls and welcome back to the wayward stories podcast wayward stories is the podcast where we tell the tales of our adventures and our wanderings and our wonderings how are you guys doing this week i hope you guys have had a good week i well i had a good week so far but it's only monday today wasn't that bad last week was pretty crazy wild I was pretty beat last week. I'm still sore and still recovering from last week at work. Anywho, I hope you guys are having a great week. We've got some pretty awesome spring-like temperatures here in Arkansas right now. But I'm given to understand they're not going to hold up for long, so I guess we will take it while we can. Before we get started tonight, I want to give a shout-out to Marcus Earl T., I've always told you guys, if you leave reviews, I will shout you out. And he did just that. He went and left us a new review on Apple Podcast. And it was a great review. And he even said, I sound like a pretty cool dude to hang out with. So Marcus Earl T, like, let's get together sometime and hang out. Because that, that's a pretty good compliment. And I appreciate your words. I appreciate your five-star review. And I'll appreciate anyone else's. So you guys get out there, rate, review, subscribe. And I would definitely appreciate it. And also remember to share the show with your friends if you are indeed enjoying it. Hit that share button and you can send it straight to their phone. You know, they can listen to it on whatever medium that they would like we got YouTube we got Spotify we've got Apple podcast if it's out there playing podcast we're there and when you guys share these things it helps us out immensely so with all of that out of the way um let's get on with tonight's show so as you guys can see I'm sure from the title of this week's episode still wayward different wilderness um well this might be a little bit different episode than we normally have for any of you guys that have been around for very long at all, you may have noticed that about once a year, usually around my birthday, we have an episode that gets a little bit philosophical. It's kind of like a taking of stock for the old wayward son, um, because that's usually about the time of year I get kind of philosophical and take stock. It's sensible. Makes sense. um, Because I don't really measure years by the Gregorian calendar. It's like, oh, this is the new year. And was like, I'm going to make a resolution. It's like, okay, that's cool, but like, That doesn't really have any effect on my life at all. Like I was born on a day. And if I want to measure like say progress in life by years, it makes no sense to just have an arbitrary day in the middle of the year. I was, you know, in the middle of a year, I could just start with how long I've been on the planet. That's a pretty good measure of a year. So anyway, that's what I always do. This year, we've made it all the way to mid-February without me doing that. My birthday is at the end of November, um, and that's mostly because I've been putting it off because I've had a very complex kind of set of concerns and things that I've been dealing with that were kind of even leading up just even a couple of months into going into my birthday, but I wasn't ready to talk about it yet because I wasn't really sure what the heck it was that I was trying to deal with, and now I've got a little bit better handle on it, and I think now is the time to get it out there because a whole lot of it has to do with this podcast and, in general, my philosophy on life and where we're going. So, right up front, I will tell you guys, if you came tonight for, like, bucket list ideas or some awesome adventure I've been on, unfortunately, you're out of luck because tonight I don't have that. This is a wayward show for the wayward son. That's what tonight's about this episode or this podcast has been styled from the beginning in the idea of we're going to explore everywhere we can go explore. But that also involves the wilderness of the soul. And I'm no stranger the wilderness of the soul and that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight so giving you guys fair warning if you don't want to listen to tonight's show i will not fault you for it and you're welcome to check out now for anyone else strap in and put on your big boy helmets or big girl helmets because we're gonna get a little bit deep tonight into the wayward sun psyche and we're just gonna talk about things in general but they are outdoor related they have to do with this podcast they have to do with the way I want to live my life in general which has everything to do with out there adventuring and exploring and getting gaining experiences um and so yeah it could be interesting and who knows I'm putting this out here for the purpose of maybe there's probably a lot of you that'll be able to relate to a lot of this because very much of it has to do with just the kind of the modern world we're living in and who most of us are at our core. And the two don't jive very well together. Kind of what the world has become. And I'm not saying it's like necessarily a bad thing what it's become. I'm just saying we definitely have entered a new era of technology and human interactions and things like that. And for most of us, it's it's not quite jiving with with our souls, the desires of our souls. And that's kind of where we're going tonight. And so maybe some of this will resonate with some of you. So let's kind of get into it. What is the impetus for this show? Well, it's all in the title, to be honest, Still Wayward, Different Wilderness. I've actually had this title in my head for this thing that I've kind of been, well, dealing with, struggling with for several months now. And what it is, is it's this, I need to give the Cliff Notes for anyone who's not listened to the show from the very beginning, and they will be Cliff's Notes, because that's what's important tonight, is not what happened before so much, but where we're kind of going forward. But it's important to have that context. And the Cliff Note is, or the Cliff's Notes are, five, six years ago, drudged through a hellscape of three, kind of a triumvirate of traumatic experiences happening within a year of each other. It was a big dang deal and you know, it changed my whole worldview. It was a rough deal. And part of the idea of making this podcast from the beginning was to, well, share as much of my story as I was comfortable sharing with my daughter in mind things. There's things that she doesn't need to know until she's ready to know. And she definitely does not need to discover them by getting a hold of a podcast player. At some point she's getting old enough. It's going to happen. Right? So The idea was share as much as I could to be able to connect with people and say, look, bad things happen, but it's not the end of your life. No matter how bad it is, I'm one example, but I can give you multiple others of people who have been through far worse than I have, who said, no, this is not going to be the end of my life. I'm not sitting down. I'm not ready to die yet. And I'm not giving up. I'm going to make something better out of my life. here moving forward and that was kind of the goal was just to add my voice to a chorus of people it's not quite a chorus yet but add my voice to an ever-growing number of people who are like look I've suffered pretty extreme traumas abuses or perhaps you know wars I've been through people have been through all manners of things that have created enormous amounts of PTSD and all kinds of other obstacles to try to deal with and they've decided I'm going to define me, not this situation. And I'm going to use this to take this somewhere else and do something better. So that's kind of the Cliff's notes. That was kind of the impetus. And I got the opportunity. I went out and worked in San Francisco for FedEx. There was a beautiful world right on the tail end of all the bad things. And I was like, there's still good out here. There are still good humans. There's still beautiful scenery. There's still wonderful experiences. There's still good stuff. The world I had come out of was a really dark place. And suddenly it's like the light bulb came on. And so this podcast came from the desire to share what I'd been through, share my story, connect with people, and hopefully help people to understand that, you know, you don't have to just sit and accept a fate, decide your own fate, make your own fate. And because I found mine in the wilderness and because I believe the wilderness is innately important and has answers that we don't even know that we, to questions we don't even know we have yet. Um, I figured I would couch it in that because it needs to be broadly kind of interesting. And it was a part of my story because me healing, me dealing with the past traumas, me moving forward and finding purpose in life came in the form of chasing experiences, taking photographs, coming back and telling stories, starting a podcast, a YouTube channel. That was all a response to what had happened to me. Like I always say, do not react, respond. It's super important. If you react, you do things, you say things that you're going to regret later. If you respond, that implies you have to think about it. Okay. And if you have to think about it, well, you're going to be a little bit more measured in your response, right? You're gonna make a little bit better decision. So my response was, I'm going to remake my life the way I want it to be. I have an opportunity here, a clean slate. I don't have to cater myself to any other humans anymore just to make them happy and accept me as a friend or a human or a a a partner or a you know family member or anything. I got nothing here that's holding me back. So I'm gonna be who I want to be, right? And the kind of the goal was, is I learned things from that. That was like, whoa, life's way better this way. Like, it can be a little lonely. Like, it acts as a screener. People are going to check out on you if you just start being yourself. But like, I've always kind of said, and I mean, I can say it because I went through it. If you start being yourself, which you have every human right to be, if people check out because you're no longer pandering to them just to make them say, I like you and I'll be your friend. What did you really need them to start with? Am I hurt? But did you really need them? Because they were just using you anyway from the jump, right? They were literally just had you in their life for their comfort level when they needed you, when they wanted you around, when they, you know, whatever it was can be any number of things. And so it was really just the whole idea was like, I'm going to make a podcast. I'm going to tell my stories. I'm going to follow my journey. As I continue to search out all these things and experiences, I want to live out because that's the healing process, right? That's survival. That's not giving up. That's choosing to fight to the death, right? And to me, I'm not saying it's like some noble thing or some, you know, broadly inspiring thing, but the idea is more like I can show you a proof of concept. If you're setting home and I know many of you that have, cause I've heard from you. I know many people to right now in my personal life that do to this moment that just sit around and feel sorry for themselves. It's like, guess what? All it's going to get you in the end is that you sit around and felt sorry for yourself your whole life. You're still going to die when I, you know, just like I'm going to die. So like, don't just sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Go out there and do something fun. Make a memory, you know? Maybe something to remember on your deathbed as opposed to wishing you had done something, right? So anyway, that was, you know, Cliff's Notes, as is all things with the old wayward son with Justin. And anyone who knows me personally, all my closest people will tell you, like, I can't say anything in a short amount of time. Not good at summarizing. Um. But that's kind of the backstory to where did the podcast come from? Why am I doing it to start with? Why don't I tell you guys about all these things to do? Well, it kind of, you know, works two ways. I can tell you all the story. I can show you my healing process, but I can also give you some great ideas and hopefully show you don't wait around to do that one huge trip that's never going to come. There's stuff all around you. If you're willing to look for it and put in a little effort and you still a day here, a weekend there, a long weekend once a year, there's life to live all around you. You just have to put in a little bit of effort and go get it, right? So it's kind of a proof of concept thing. It's not like, let me inspire you. I'm a life coach. I can't stand life coaches. I've had people say, you should be a life coach. Like I have deep heart to hearts with people all the time because that's who I am as human. And they're like, you should be a life coach. And I'm like, No. No, no, I don't know. I Life coaches feel dirty to me. I don't know. And I'm sorry if I just offended any of you that love life coaches, but there's something about that. It's like, why the hell would I ask you to pay me to share something with you I should give you for free, which is like encouragement, like some ideas to how to maybe, you know, deal with things, cope with things better. It feels really dirty to get paid To give someone who's thirsty water, don't you think? If I got water and you're dying of thirst, I mean, I guess that is a pretty damn American thing to do, isn't it? Hey, look, I can keep you alive, but it's gonna cost you. I don't know. But it doesn't feel right to me. So I don't want to be no life coach. And a lot of them are charlatans anyway. It just it's it puts an icky taste in my mouth. I'm not about life coaches. But the, the point was, that's not what I'm here to do. I don't think I'm so awesome to come inspire you. The idea is like, hey, look, I did a thing. Here's a proof of concept. You know, you see it can be done now. So that, hey, if that idiot can do it, so can I. Like that's kind of how I'm offering this, right? That's where it all comes from. So anyway... With that as context, what is this still wayward different wilderness? Well, the idea, obviously, just the idea of the show was wayward son or the wayward stories, because a friend of mine said, you're the wayward son. You're always searching for something. You're always looking. You're always trying to find the right path. And this is, of course, using the definition of wayward for what it is strictly, you know, kind of literally, which is just having lost the path. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know quite where I'm at, as opposed to the one that's kind of popular culture, which is, is the bad kid. I'm not using it that way. The idea is looking for the right way, trying to find the right way for me, for my path, right? And with that in mind, this show was started with the, hey, I'm quite wayward, but I'm looking, I'm trying to find myself and I'm on a journey to go do it. And you know, hey. Listen in. Maybe it'll be entertaining for you. Maybe you'll get some ideas. So tonight's show is about the idea that I am still wayward, but I found myself in a very different wilderness than what I started out in. And that is, you know, what tonight's show is all about. So what is this new wilderness? Well, to keep with the analogies, with the metaphors of the great outdoors, the wilderness. When I set out, I didn't know why. But I knew, and you can go read the blog on our website, waywardstories.com. says, what's this all about? That's, if you ever want to know, like the manifesto of the Wayward Son, that blog is it. What's this all about on our website? And in it, I outline how, look, there's people out there that take way better pictures. There's people who tell better stories. There's people with better voices. There's people with better everything. But deep in my heart, I know. I am a storyteller. I am here to tell stories. I've been to hell and back. And I want to share it with you because I think that maybe you can get value out of it if you've been to hell and back too. That's essentially what it's getting at, right? And I set out with this in mind, knowing that I'm not the best at any of this. But my heart wants to take pictures. I want to relearn my skill, the skill of photography, the photography that I once had. I want to tell stories. I want to become a better storyteller. I've always told stories, but I want to become a better one. I want to go experience life because everyone I see around me, and granted, I'm from a very poor part of the South, an incredibly poor part of the South, so nobody's experiencing life around here. Very few people, right? There's people, of course. There's always a upper socioeconomic level anywhere you go, but like this is a rough area. And everyone I brush elbows with, very few people are living any kind of life, right? And all I want to say is like, Guys, there's a life to live. It was like, you know, this was like an epiphany to me. Oh my God, there's a world to see. It's not that I didn't know it intellectually. It's just like my heart was like kind of dimmed by 38 years of living in this hell, right? So it's like, wow, this is awesome. Guys, let's go explore it. And Let me show you. Let me show you why you want to come explore. And that was kind of the idea. Let me go take my pictures. Let me go make, you know, these stories and let me tell them to you. Let me bring them to you. And then you guys are hopefully going to go, look, I can do it too. Like there's nothing special about him. He has a job. He's got a daughter. He's got kids just like me. He's got, oh, he's going to school. Look at all these things he's doing. He's busy. But he finds time and he makes time and that means I don't have an excuse anymore. And that was part of it was to make you uncomfortable. You got all kinds of excuses why you're not living your life, right? Well, I've got them too. And look, I am. Here's the proof. Look at my pictures. Listen to my stories. And it was like in a good hearted way, a little bit of, you know, tough love, tough love. I don't know why I just went blank on that. But it's a little bit of a tough love. I love all you guys. I want you to like push yourselves to live your lives, right? And so anyway, I set out to do this and I knew there's already people out there. You know, this is a tough, I'm not going to, I'm probably never going to make a living. You know, which I think that in our brains, we have this idea that purpose has to align with the way we make money, right? Purpose has to align with what we do every day for sustenance. And I've kind of found that that's not necessarily true. A few lucky individuals get to pull that off, but that's not like, not everyone gets to do that. Like, we need to get past this idea of everyone gets to. Like, I look back now with critical thinking skills, and I'm like, you know, when you're a kid, and you want to encourage kids to shoot for the moon, but you, they all tell you, they're like, anyone, you can all be the president. I'm like, no, you can't. We're going to have like, what, when, how old you got to be to be president? Okay. Um, how many presidents are there going to be between the time you're old enough to be president and the day you die? you know, six, eight, maybe four, three, four. I don't remember. Like I'm not doing all that math right now, but the whole idea is no, you can't. You literally cannot be president. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone gets to be an astronaut. Not everyone gets to be a scientist. Everyone could. Everyone has the ability within them. And I get that the idea is to shoot for that, but they don't prepare you for the eventuality that not Hardly anyone's going to get the chance to do that. You know, it's kind of a hard knock life. It can be pretty tough, especially here in the very socioeconomically depressed South. It's really tough to ever get a shot to get out and do anything. So I kind of had to divorce the idea of, which I think just comes inherent in all men for some reason. But I had to divorce the idea of like, oh, I can do this thing that I would love from the idea that yeah I'll probably never get to do that for a living right I had to divorce those two thoughts because it's just practical right hey if anyone ever decides they want to pay me for these pictures for this podcast I'm on board I'm not ruling it out and I'm not selling myself short I know how capable I am and I do some good stuff and there's a reason that I'm getting to to go and do you know paid collaborations where other people don't get signed on you know there's a reason for that i know what i'm capable of but i'm also practical and i also know that there, are like let's say for example musicians in the world that could blow some of the best most famous musicians ever out of the water i've known some in my life the truth is not everyone gets discovered not everyone gets a chance there's some there is talent out there and some of you may have some of it there is talent out there that far surpasses anything that we already know that may never get the chance because it never gets discovered. That's a true fact. You talk to anyone that's ever been in the music industry, film and television production, and they will tell you of people they know who are talented beyond talent, who've never gotten the chance and most likely never will. It's happened for a long, long, long time. So the idea is, okay, This can't really work that way for me, but I still feel passionate about it. All right. I feel the passion. So let's go be passionate. Let's go do it. Well, what I've come up against is this. I did not know at the time really what I was setting out to find. I was just following my heart, so to speak. And I did kind of figure out over time that there was a certain amount of it. I was looking for community because I was lonely. Still am in a lot of ways. Like I was looking for community. Some people who think somewhat more open-mindedly, people who don't need the traditions of whatever the heck the modern world says is what's right and proper, you know, for a lot of us people that were abused, for a lot of us people that have been through things, by, say, authority figures we're supposed to be able to trust, we don't care for your tradition so much because societal convention, tradition, failed the heck out of us. You know what I mean? It's just like you get a bad taste in your mouth for it is a good way to say it. And you end up with some kind of countercultural type of feelings in a sense. It's like, I don't, you can't tell me what I can dress like. You can't tell me when I have to celebrate a certain thing. You can't tell me any of that. This is America. I can do what I want. And of course, peer pressure tries to tell you, you must. And like, it's just the older you get, the more you push back because you feel that freedom as you get older, you feel less like, pressure to conform right and so I've come to kind of realize that I think this is what I set out to find with some community some people who don't like bow to all of those things and where you can just be you man where you can just be yourself without people giving you a hard time like believe you you would if you live where I live you would you should hear the things that I have said to me because I drive a Subaru now Like somehow in the world I live in, my manhood depends upon the size of the truck I drive. Okay, this is what we live with every day in some parts of the world. Right. It's ridiculous. It's toxic masculinity to the umpteenth. It's ridiculous. And so I think I set out looking for open minded people who are just like you do you do what works for you, do what you enjoy, you know. And as I set off down that road, I thought, okay, well, where am I going to find this? Well, obviously, people love nature, okay? And a lot of people that love nature, they're they're deeper people. They're not so shallow. They're not so vain. They're not so empty and filled with materialistic views and stuff. So I set out down that path because that's what I loved anyway. That's what I wanted to go take pictures of. That's what I've always felt comfortable with. It all just made sense it all clicked. This is it, man. This is your purpose. This is a part of your purpose. Even if it never makes you a penny and it's never a living, it's a part of your purpose, Justin. And so I've landed at a place five years. I set out wayward, right? I set out wayward, looking for the trail, looking for direction. And I found a little bit of it, and it was kind of like line of sight. It's like I generally know I need to go this direction, you know, and I kept just adjusting as I went along. We got a podcast, going, we got a YouTube channel going, get a little bit of this, getting those photos out there. Like trying to build community, joining all the Facebook groups, right? Joining all the social media groups, and I was trying to find people with similar values. Okay, this is what I think I set out to do. And it was all wrapped up again back into that. I've got a story to tell. And if I find the right people, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to find people that, that are like minded. Hopefully I'm also probably going to be able to maybe help people like help deal with some of their own traumas, like deal with some stuff. Like you get connected with these people and that's happened to a limited degree. That's happened, but I found myself last year. I don't know couple of months before my birthday and you guys have been listening for at least the last year you'll remember that i've been doing a lot of collaborations with sherpa.com which is cool but taking a lot of time and it's extremely touristy which is cool also but it's also extremely in the same vein with a lot of what's going wrong in my opinion again this is justin's time to say what he wants to say it's my podcast and we're speaking about it It's a lot of what's going wrong with like the outdoor space. It has absolutely been thoroughly hijacked by commercialism and by people who want to be influencers and by products and companies who have realized it's not that hard to get these suckers to promote us and be free advertising anytime we want for something as simple as a t-shirt because they get to add this prestigious badge to their name that says influencer and it's gross. I'm sorry, it's gross. And so I knowingly entered into doing this last year but it's because I was getting paid for it. Many people, now that's where it's really gross is where they're not even getting paid for it. They're literally doing it because it makes them a part of the cooler club. Okay, the cool club now is to be outdoorsy. The cooler club is to be like deemed worthy of being an influencer in the outdoor space, right? It's all vanity. It's all empty. Okay. That's the, I don't know how many of you guys know this. That's what vanity means. That's its literal definition is emptiness. Okay. It's all vanity. It's vain. It's empty. It's commercial. It's gross. But I did this because I was getting paid to do it. And so that's a little bit easier to hide behind, right? And it's cool. You mean, I'll still do it this year. If the timing's right, if it's the right place that I want to go, I get to go for free. And you're going to pay me to go. And all I've got to do is write a little article. I will put on my little influencer face because I'm getting paid and going to places for free that I would love to go anyway. I'll do it again. But as I reached that point last year, I realized I was kind of in an apex. I was like five years ago, roughly. Justin, you set out on this path, and what you had hoped might happen eventually is your skills and your talents will show through. You put in hard work. You stay determined with this side hustle, and you keep grinding. You're going to go to work every day. It's your stupid job you hate. You're going to make money and try to pay bills like everyone else and struggle and not get them paid most of the time, but you're not going to sit around and vegetate and watch TV until you die. We're going all out. We're taking a shot at making something of ourselves before this life's over. And at that point, all I had was this. I hadn't started college yet, which that came along later, of course. Um, but I set out with the goal of getting paid someday, maybe, hopefully, for the products that I produce, for this podcast, for that, this, that, the other, whatever. And I realized last year, okay, I've sort of arrived. I'm not getting paid enough to quit my job by any means but I'm writing articles that are being used I'm being paid by you know this website as a freelance and I'm working for Northwest Arkansas Tourism and the Van Buren Chamber of Commerce and different other entities the Crescent Hotel like this is big time stuff right I'm doing what I set out to do the podcast is going on 3 years strong very soon like I'm doing what I set out to do and I'm putting out pictures that I'm proud of. I've got pictures that, I mean, my list used to be probably less than tens. like my favorite pictures I've ever took. I'm probably up to 50 or 60 now. It's like, I'll sell any one of those. And a lot of them do, you know, on their little website. But the way commercialism has set everything up for folks like myself, it's back to that whole starving artist thing. If someone can appropriate your work and make all the money for it, but they hold the monopoly on the only way for you to monetize it. Well, you're going to monetize it because this is another little secret. There are people, there are a few people in the world that love to like paint for the sake of painting. You know, there are people that are like that, but generally speaking, creative people create to be consumed. We don't create in a vacuum for our own sake. We create things to be heard, to be seen, to be consumed, to provoke thought in you. That's why creators create period. Like, well, period's not good. Period's not good. Maybe it's semicolon or something. I don't know. <laughs> I get A's on all my papers in English, but I don't have a damn clue how the English language actually works or any of the rules involved. Just FYI. <laughs> I have no idea. I just write what sounds right, and it always works. Like, I'm still hanging on to that 4.0, so it must be working, right? Um, But generally speaking, the vast, vast majority I'd say 99 out of 100. Every creator on some level creates to be consumed, right? And so you put it out there. But you're not making any money off of it because someone else is making all your money, right? Right? YouTube, right now, I finally hit my thousand followers, thousand subscribers. I was supposed to be able to monetize, but YouTube has further changed their terms of service to say that, well, you must also have 4,000 watch hours in the last however many days. And I'm like, It's an unattainable mark at this point for anyone who didn't make it before and that doesn't go viral all the time. And you know what? The key to going viral is doing dumb things, saying bald-faced outright lies or talking about conspiracy theories. And none of those things really resonate with me. And that's not what we're here to do. And I'm not here to get YouTube famous. So I may be doomed forever. But guess what? YouTube's putting commercials on my videos. Many of you may be having to watch some now. I'm releasing tonight's show commercial free because this is just a tangent of Justin's going off on the philosophy of all things and what I've been dealing with here lately. I'm not even going to put an ad in the middle of this episode, but YouTube will. Guess what? They get paid for it off of my work. And I won't see a penny because I'm not eligible yet because I don't have my 1,000 followers. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Oh, wait, but see, now that you have that, you have to have also 4,000 watch hours in the last X amount of time. The whole world is bent on screwing everyone else to put money in someone who's already rich's pocket. And most of you already know that. I'm not dropping any kind of any kind of uh, esoteric knowledge here. Everyone knows that. It's just gross. But my point is, is I came to a point where I realized you got to where you wanted to get. And it never was necessarily about money, though. Everyone would take it if it came, right? We'd love to make a living doing what we love, but that wasn't the impetus at all. It was to find a community. It was to find a place where I belonged. And what I found when I arrived where I set out to get to, right? I was wayward. I set out into the wilderness of the soul, into the wilderness of this world, and I was aiming in a direction that was generally should have been the right direction. And when I got... To the predetermined point that I needed to land at. I found. I mean essentially. There was nothing there. Where there was supposed to be something. And what that something was was community. Some like minded people. Some people to a place to belong. A place to share my creativity. A place to be a part of a bigger conversation. Whatever you want. However you want to word it. And what I found was essentially nothing. And and it and probably part of the reason we're making this show finally tonight after several months of me struggling with, you know, motivation and how to move forward, considering that things weren't what I thought they were, is that I was finally able to put some words on it. And part of it's thanks to this class that I'm currently in, which is American environmental history. Okay. And we've been going into some really deep stuff about the commodification of nature. You know what? Europeans showed up and we began to commodify immediately. And we destroyed countless peoples and enormous amounts of resources along the way. And in response to that arose a reaction of a sort, right? A response, not a reaction. And the response that arose was, well, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau and John Muir and Gifford Pinchot. I mean, God, we could get William Hornaday, Teddy Roosevelt, there's a whole list of people who arose and said, we cannot sustain this. We are destroying things that we cannot get back we must conserve. And some people said we must preserve. And there's a difference. Conservation is I want to be able to keep shooting animals into the future. So we need a game management plan. And preserve is we don't need to shoot any of the animals. They just need to live and we should be a part of the ecosystem. Um, Like a symbiotic, not a parasitic part. And we are as humans, absolutely parasitic. I said that before I ever even took this class. We just are. But After taking this class and thinking about this, it put words on something I hadn't been able to cabbage on to a definition. It was able to give definition to something. And what I realized was when I set out on this path, I was looking for John Muir. I was hoping to find some Thoreaus and some Emersons. I was hoping... And I didn't know this, but it's what it was. I was hoping to find people who see depth in nature, who see value in nature, who see the greater in nature. And that's who Emerson was. That's who Thoreau was. They saw God in nature. They saw divinity in nature and divinity in man in a place where we all kind of existed within it. They all had their little nuances and they had their differences. Emerson and Thoreau, like one was the mentor of the other, but they had very distinct differences. But in the end... Conservationist, preservationist doesn't matter. They were all after one end, which was to try to save what we were destroying. And it was all in a reaction or a response to the commodification of the North American wilderness, essentially. And this helped me to put words on something. I set out and I realized I was looking for Muirs and Thoreau's and Pinchos and, and Emerson's and someone, anyone... And what I found was the Kardashians and Jeeps and Justin Bieber's in Tacoma's with Overland roofs And rescue boards that'll never seed mud, ever. What I found was not deep people searching for deep things in nature and finding value and meaning and time out there. I found people who were a part of the new wave fad. Of you have to be outdoorsy to be in you have to be outdoorsy to be attractive to be a viable mate um you have to be outdoorsy you have to be an influencer you guys have heard me take pot shots at it forever if you look beyond my cleavage you can see big bluff behind me isn't this a beautiful view go look at freaking social media and tell me i'm wrong i'll die on this hill i'm not wrong there's a lot of people, there's a handful, a tiny handful of people out there that have a deeper view. I follow some of them and they, they make me happy because they're out there taking pictures to take pictures. You don't even know what they look like. You'd have to dig really hard to figure out what they look like. There's people that I have on my Instagram, very tiny, scant few, that I, honest to God, have no face to put with some of their incredible pictures because they're not out there to commodify nature for their own gain they're out there to come out to make nature beautiful and show it they're showing people the world through their eyes which is all any artist on any medium is truly doing is showing you the world through their eyes through their perspective it's such a scant view guys the outdoor space is overrun with vanity it is a facade right now okay if you do any kind of real deep diving, I, I talked to some people about this recently in a challenge and we, we looked into this. We kind of, was like, you go see if you can find me this and I'm going to look too. And we went and looked and we found like all the top stuff that was in our own personal feeds. And it was people who, and so many of them are so full of crap. They're like, you know, you have to push on beyond the hardest, whatever. And I'm like, bro, you're at Eden falls. You drive your car to the trailhead and it's ADA accessible to frickin' the first freaking waterfall. Like, push on past what? The crowds of people? Because everyone and their grandmother in a wheelchair is there? Like, it's a show. And that broke my soul. That's why I find that I'm still wayward, but I find I'm in a different wilderness now. I conquered the wilderness I started out in. So to speak, in that I found the place that I was looking for and I survived along the way, if you can call that conquering. But I found the place I was looking for was abandoned and the settlement was burned to the ground and everyone had moved on and I don't know where they've gone. So now. I found myself in a situation where it's like I still want to make this podcast I still want to take my photographs. I still want to share experience with the world. And many of you are probably saying, well, do that, Justin. Do it anyway. Do it despite. And well, I am and I have been for some time. But the problem is this is, like I said, creators don't create in a vacuum for no one to see. We want things to be consumed. We want the world to see what it is we want the world to see. We want to form community with you guys. We want to have interaction and deeper discussions about things. And as it stands, there's no one, very few to talk to. There's some of you guys I appreciate so much, my night hiker Josh, our new friend Mary. Um god, who else? Rob C from up in St. Louis, it's SJ down in Texas. I've got, and any of you that do get back with me all the time, like don't, please don't feel left out. I can't name all of you, but it's a small handful, 10, 12, 14 people like that actually like actively talk to me quite a bit. Crystal D like, I appreciate every single one of you, but like the point is like I've hit a wall where it's like, there is no, there's no more. It feels like there's no one else. There's no one else out there. And so I kind of found myself wayward all over again. It's like, I still want to do this. I still want to create, but nobody wants to hear the message I've got. And the message I've got says there's deeper, more important things in nature. There's, there's answers to be found out there. There's maybe a spirituality for many people. There's something deeper for everyone. If you're out there to look and you're in the market to be looking, but I can't find anyone that's freaking interested outside of a few hundred people. You know, I mean, I've got a podcast that's playing worldwide, guys, but I can't find anyone that's interested outside of a few hundred people. People are way more interested in the freaking demographic statistics, the market research backs this. People are way more interested in hearing about crap they will never do and couldn't if they wanted to. That's the trend now. Quit your job and move to Belize. You only live once. Life is short. And I'm like, who's paying your bills? Do you have literally no responsibility? You get people that are like, they're viral, they're famous because they like up and they left and they did a thing and I said, but they don't mention that they had a freaking trust fund or something because you can't live for free no matter where or how you live unless you're truly off grid and you're living in a mud hut somewhere and you're full on bushcraft and hunter gathering like sustenance diet and you're not, and this is not the, the viral video I'm seeing. You've got a $250,000 Mercedes Benz Sprinter. Okay. Let's get real. That's the upper echelon. Maybe only the top 10 to 15% of people in the world get oil. And let's just say America, we're the vain place could do that. And and you know, yeah, the top one percent of the whole world has like ninety-five percent of the money, but there's still a lot of money in that other five percent, but that's in an, an extremely small upper upper class of people and people who are somehow able to afford a you know, payment on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar van, which blows my mind. Those vans are so cool and I want one, but two hundred and fifty K, are you serious? Are you serious? Like Yeah, you can build a van, but most of the stuff I'm seeing, this is what everyone wants. They're not looking at the van life that's like rough and rugged. Everyone's going viral as these people with vans that no one can afford. They're going to places that no one could even imagine. They've got apparently weeks at a time free to devote to this. The Democrat, like the market research supports this. People want to hear about crap they could never do. They are not that interested and going and doing stuff that they could do every other weekend or once a month or every six months. They're not that interested. Like there's a small hand. You, my my, like die-hard, wayward souls out there. Those few hundred of you. I mean we get several thousand listens. But there's a few hundred of you that constantly come back. You get what I'm talking about. So maybe you can sort of. I don't know empathize with what I'm feeling, but y'all, it's a lot of work to make this podcast. And I love it. It's a labor of love and it's a passion of love. But like at the end of the day, it's like, nobody is listening to this in In the big picture. Nobody wants to hear this. They're interested in things that I'm by no means interested in because they're just, and it's cool. Everyone, you know, I'm all for people doing you, you know, do your thing, do it the way you want to do it. I just find that I am friggin' disgusted with the fact that People have, we're in a new era of commodification And, and, and it's maybe less destructive to the environment, but we are now currently still commodifying our environment. It's new and it's digital and it is destructive. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of trash out there that there wasn't. There's a lot of bad things happening because people are literally just coming for 30 seconds to get the picture or the drone shot or the whatever they need to perpetuate their image. And then they leave all their crap behind. And that's become a real issue. So we're still doing some damage, but I am not, you know, I'm, I'm, I grant you, we're not creating another dust bowl doing this because we absolutely created the first dust bowl. Get, get, it was not three or four bad drought years. Yeah, that was, that was a catalyst, but it was the fact that we completely monoculture destroyed the soils to where there was no way it could even begin to protect itself. We created that, right? We created that. We're not going to create a dust bowl with the modern commodification of this, but it does have many disadvantageous things and it does do damage in many different instances. And I just find I'm disgusted by the fact that one of the deepest things I can think of, one of the most like special things that I personally can think of, which is pristine wilderness and the quiet and the animals and the the environment and everything being as it's always been. And as much as that we can like restore that, Or protect what there is of it. There's a depth and a beauty to the human experience that you see and you find in place in that. Find place in that to some degree. You kind of almost get a sense of where our role is in it. And of course we're not playing well with others in our role. But the point is there's something so deep there. And just to see people like completely perverting it for vain, vain purposes like being very cool. It just, it's extremely disheartening. And that's why I'm like, still wayward, but I'm in a different wilderness because the wilderness changed. And I do believe, to be honest, I actually believe that five years ago when I set out, the wilderness looked a lot like I expected it to, but a lot changed with COVID, y'all. COVID changed our world in some pretty extreme ways. And one of those ways, is the reintroduction of the wilderness to so many people who were cooped up for so long. And there's a great, there's greatness. There's great stuff in that. That's a good thing that we got people interested in getting out. It's just crazy how shallow it's become. And so much of it, these people aren't even outdoorsy at all. It's an image that they're perpetuating. And I've seen it with my own eyes out there on the trails. I'm in search and rescue. Maybe I've mentioned that before. You guys, some of y'all probably get sick of hearing it. I'm telling you from first-hand experience, many, many of these people with rigs that those of us who know how to use one would give a kidney for have no clue what they're doing on the trail. And it's all an image. And there's something about that that just breaks my heart. I set out looking for Thoreau's and Muir's and Emerson's and whoever. And I just found a bunch of vain a-holes. And I don't know what to do with that. So I am still wayward in a completely different wilderness these days, it would appear. And also, I have to, ethically, I have to point out also because some of you that know are like, Justin, what are you talking about? Talking about Muirs and Thoreaus and Emerson's. Yes, they were horribly, horribly racist people who like had horrible views on the indigenous peoples who were already on this continent inhabiting a lot of these places. They are not without their problems. Let me acknowledge that up front. I'm talking about them and their views of nature in more of a conservation, preservation, divinity, oneness with God or whatever you want to call it um, kind of way. Kind of a vacuum of a sort. But I'm not dismissing some of their ideas and thoughts and policies and things that had effects on other human beings. I'm not dismissing that at all. Got to point that out. Got to make that asterisk. You're listening to a podcast produced by a cultural anthropologist and a historian. I can't get away without at least pointing that out. They've got some serious problems. But when it comes to nature, that is what this episode tonight is about. It's a place that I find some absolute wondrousness. There's mystery. There's magic. There's spirituality. There's there's something else about nature that it's, it's an intangible, as they say. It's one of those, you know, there's sacred places. I had one of my best performing episodes ever it was several probably Christmas year. It was around Christmas a few years ago. And it was just called Sacred Places, and it's about these places that almost transcend even the regular wilderness. And you find yourself in a place that almost feels like a, a grove that's been untouched and unseen since time immemorial. Those places still exist, and I've seen a handful of them, some of them by chance, some of them by design. And it's, it's special. It's something that can't be described. There's a connection that I don't care. Even if you're not spiritual, say you're just an atheist and say you're right. Say there is no God. There is no higher intelligence at all. And this is all by chance. Maybe you're right, right? We can't prove any of it either way. A hundred percent that there is not a or is a higher intelligence. If you're right and it's all just happenstance, this planet in and of itself is still a miracle, a miracle of a sort. By chance that it ever happened, right? There's something of a connectedness that hits everyone or I feel like it can. And I would love to say should, but I feel it can hit everyone. It's like this earth is our life support system and without it, we all die, period. Until we go like interstellar and interplanetary, without this earth, we die, And if you can't see your place within this system when you're in one of those sacred places or somewhere absolutely beautiful and you can't see beyond your damn iPhone, you can't see beyond how many likes this is going to get on Instagram. You can't see beyond trying to get your cleavage just right or your abs just right in the frame, but still somehow working nature in behind you so that you can pretend that this is about your outdoorsiness. If you can't see beyond that, I mean, it just... It's, 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 I don't know. It's disheartening. And I suppose everything I've just said tonight it could sound very arrogant. It's like how haughty of you, Justin, your high-mindedness and your Thoreau references and your Emerson's. And I say that too because all these mofos be like trying to quote Emerson and Thoreau and they're like, they got a picture and then they're like something from Thoreau. And you can tell they Googled it and just said, what's a good Thoreau quote? And then they put Thoreau out there because if they read Thoreau, if they read Emerson, they would know Emerson and Thoreau would freaking hate them. Like, they would, he those guys, they're, all they saw in nature was depth, deep philosophical meaning. And none of these people are functioning on any of that. They're quoting someone who would absolutely abhor, abhor what they're doing with it. So this is what tells me they don't even know what Thoreau and Emerson were all about. They're not reading them. They're just like Googling quotes. See that all the time. But anyway, you say that, you know, you could say that and you might be right. I can be wrong. I reserve a right to be wrong. Maybe I am being haughty. I like to think that I'm not. I like to connect and be like understanding of people. But y'all, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't deal with it in this situation. I've run up against a wall of extreme shallowness. And it's just not who I am. And I feel like it's hijacked. Like one of the most beautiful things, one of the greatest things we have here on this planet, which is this planet itself. I feel like it's been hijacked and I feel like it's been it's been whored out. I feel like it's been pimped out for, again, commodification. And it is truly become extremely commercial. And I have all kinds of problems with that. And I find that I'm part of the problem. I'm out there making blogs, you know, I'm writing these things for things. And of course, I want to point people towards the experiences and encourage them to do it for themselves. And that's truly my intention and my heart and my goal. But I find that I'm right in the mix, sharing my pictures, which also, by the way, it doesn't pay to be a good photographer anymore because AI and what iPhone and Androids have done with their cameras, where the cameras are basically doing most of the work and making wildly dramatic pictures, and you don't even really have to have a damn idea how to be a photographer, none of the actual technical skill or training that's ever gone into good photography, it's all out the window. And so the really good photographers with the skills that have put in the effort, what a lot of them are is lost in the racket because there's so much and everything looks gorgeous. And for people who know what they're looking at, you can tell what's iPhone, you can tell what's Android, you can totally tell what is AI editing as opposed to an actual person editing their own photos manually. You can tell if you know what you're looking for, but the problem is no one cares. And the stuff that's going out is it does look amazing. I won't disagree with you at all, it looks freaking incredible, but it's just completely diluted. The the water has completely diluted this to where anyone who has those talents and skills, well, you don't even get a chance to, like, stand out anymore for, like, look at, you know, what I can do. Look at what I've done. Look at how I see the world and look at the effort I put into being able to reproduce this. No one even notices anymore because it's drowned in a sea of incredible photos. And it just sucks that computers took most of them. Perhaps you can all see why I have a little bit as a creative person. Maybe you can see and maybe at least understand why I found myself at something of a crossroad. I found myself in a wilderness where there was supposed to be, say, a community only to find it at up and left. And I just don't know which direction it traveled. And I'm not quite that proficient of a man tracker, apparently, to figure out what direction they've gone. But if any of you out there happen to know where they may have gone... Please feel free to send me in their direction, point me in their direction, and I shall set off further into the wilderness. I will get where I'm going someday. It's just I'm kind of at a point where I'm trying to decide where to go, what direction to take the podcast in that people may want to listen, Um, really and truly even what direction to take myself in. You know, things have changed a lot with school. I definitely want to continue to make this podcast. I want to continue to keep it alive until the time comes where school is over and perhaps I'm living something more of the life I'm looking for. And um, yeah, so don't take me wrong. I'm not like debating over whether stopping doing this. What I'm at doing is saying, I'm not sure where to go from here. I'm not getting to take the adventures like I used to because of school and all these other responsibilities. So it's a little bit harder. I can't just keep coming up with stuff. Is, is easily like, I've been on a new trip. Let's talk about it. Um, but you know what? With that said, we have pushed on past an hour. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here. But if any of you have any ideas where to find some more of our people, you know, get in touch at mywaywardstory at gmail.com. Or if any of you want to share, and I would love this, your experiences with what it's like for you and what the wilderness means to you. Maybe you found your own self. Maybe... You found your own purpose out there. Maybe you found healing out there. Maybe you've just got some great travel stories with an itinerary or something you learned along the way. If any of you have any of that and you feel like setting down and writing it out, we'll talk about it on the show. We'll make episodes about it, guys. Like I'm open to anything, truly. Like I want this to be an interactive podcast. I want it to be an interactive environment. Many of you have been interactive and some of you I've failed to get back to. I apologize over just, you know, some of the conversations we've been having because it is a little busy. But if any of you want to have your story told here on the show, man, get in touch, please. I will tell your story. MyWaywardStory at gmail.com. Other than that, get in touch just to say hi. I would love to talk to you. Um, If any of you guys want to check out anything that we've done or are doing, um, waywardstories.com. And again, please like, share, subscribe with anyone that you think might enjoy this show. And other than that, I really do hope you guys are out there living your lives instead of sitting around watching someone else live theirs. But until we meet again... You guys, I hope you have a good couple of weeks. I hope you get out and find some new adventures to get into. And you guys, be good to each other.